most content on YouTube falls into three primary categories, but one of them is a trap and it can really hurt you if you're trying to grow your channel. Which one is it? Let's find out. Hey, this is Mike and you're listening to YouTube Tuesdays, a weekly show full of actionable tips to help you succeed on YouTube. Let's do it. All right, it's another Tuesday. Hope you got your coffee like I do. Let's, uh, let's dive in. But today I really wanna help you understand the different types of content and how they perform on YouTube so that you can plan and create accordingly. This really is all about making sure that you're like the captain of your content ship so you can sail the waters of YouTube success. And I know that that was super corny, I'm sorry. So before we jump into like the different types of content, let's start with an understanding of YouTube's goals because that's gonna provide the context for what we're talking about. Now we know for the, the viewer, YouTube really wants to surface the right video at the right time for the right person. And they want YouTube to be an enjoyable experience for the viewer. So what about on their end? What are they trying to get out of that? Because obviously they have business goals uh, that they're trying to support. So really it just comes down to spending time on YouTube because the more time that people spend, the more ads they can serve that generates revenue. You know, it makes sense. But that really breaks down into three things. Um, getting somebody to start watching, watch time, which is like the individual video time, and then the overall session time. So they're trying to increase the numbers on all of those things. So start, you know, that comes down to like getting that first click. So when people go to YouTube, they either, you know, enter some type of search or topic that they want to watch. And then, you know, YouTube serves them a bunch of different options and they start from there or they hit their home screen and they just browse because YouTube, you know, if you've been on it, they just show you a bunch of videos that they think you're going to like. And more often than not, they're right. And that's why headlines and thumbnails are so important because that gets people to click. That can a lot of times be the start that YouTube cares about. And the second one is watch time. This is the individual video, like the person who's watching that video at this moment, how is it performing? Is it keeping their attention? Are they, you know, watching it all the way through and then, you know, watching something else? Are they watching it and then, you know, are they watching half of it and then abandoning the video? Are they clicking on it, not watching it for that long and then leaving YouTube altogether? You know, that's going to be a problem because that impacts the session time. And that really is, can YouTube serve people videos? Because again, remember, like you usually start with one video, but then YouTube just starts showing you stuff next. Um, it's that famous YouTube rabbit hole that we all know and love so much. So the session time really is how, how well can YouTube keep serving you videos that keep you on the platform. They really, really care about that. So as we look at the different types of content that we can create on YouTube, we have to remember that YouTube is trying to serve its own goals. And if we go against that, that's going to cause us problems with our own channels. Understanding start, watch, and session really is going to inform a lot of decisions that we make on YouTube. But today I want that to sort of provide the context for what are the different types of content that we that we can create, and then which are the ones that we should <laughs> be focusing on the most, because it's, it's just so important, especially if you, you have a new channel. Okay, diving into the types of content, here we go. Uh, there's three main ones, uh, search, social, and sales. So search, you know, we know that YouTube is a massive search engine. It's owned by Google, you know, they operate separately, but they're, you know, it's still one company essentially, and Google is the biggest search engine, and YouTube is the second biggest search engine on the planet, so we know that there's a ton of search traffic to be had because that makes you discoverable. That means that you're providing people content that they are actively 
searching for. Um, you know, a lot of people, I think, you know, vloggers is a really common one. Like when Casey Neistat blew up, everybody was like, oh, I'm going to be a vlogger. The problem is that nobody's really searching for a vlogger that they've never heard of. So getting your content to surface to a new audience, that's a, that's a tough road to go down. It's certainly not impossible. People have, have obviously done it. Um, but a lot of people have not done it because it's just not anything that someone is actively searching for. So getting that new audience is tough. So when we're starting out our channel, search can be such an amazing opportunity because at least it provides a way for us to potentially get in front of people who are looking for the solutions that we can provide. So the strategy behind search content really is a ton of research. So, you know, what are the keywords, the tags, the search trends, YouTube trends, um, you know, current events, on and on, you know, what are the things that have some traffic behind them? Because we don't have to create anything at that point uh, in terms of like demand. We don't have to create that demand. The demand exists. We just have to enter that stream, <laughs> you know, just kind of like walk into a packed room already rather than trying to invite a bunch of people to one. And I think that's why you'll see, you know, how-to videos are so popular on YouTube because honestly, it's the it's the easiest thing to create in terms of like, well, I need an idea. Okay, well, what are people searching for in my you know area of expertise? Okay, how to blank, bam, tons of people are searching for it, go. But what we don't wanna do is fall into that trap of thinking that you know just because we use the right keywords, that's going to equate to a ton of views because you know that's just not true. Well, why? <laughs> like if, if I type, if I look up you know on Keyword Planner, a keyword tool, or vidIQ, something like that, and I go, oh, this term has a bunch of traffic, and then I make something and it doesn't get any of that traffic, well, what's the problem? Well, it's a couple of things. One is competition. Other people are using that, those exact same terms, those exact same tags, you know, the exact same keywords. Like we're all sometimes competing over these exact same uh, search queries. And that is tough because YouTube has to go, okay, well, which one do I serve first? Which one do I serve third to make sure that people stay on YouTube longer? And which ones do I not serve at all because they, they're not good, they're, they're bad videos? And the second reason is, you know, it's it's kind of funny, but it's true, is that people lie. People will go, oh, this video, you know, they'll, they'll tag all this different stuff in there that has nothing to do with the video simply because they're popular search terms and they think, well, if I just stuff all the right keywords in here, obviously, Google, you know, YouTube's going to show my video to people because it has all these terms in it. No, YouTube uses Google's AI. They know what's in your video, um, even if you didn't put any words in your description or your headline or tags or anything like that. They they know, generally speaking, what the video is about. Um, so they've gotten really good at cracking down on that kind of uh, abuse, essentially, because anything that can game the system, people have tried. Um, and YouTube does not want that because it creates a bad viewer experience. So over time, viewers will determine how well your video ranks more than your keywords. So this is something that like you'll hear people, you'll hear me say all the time, and that is, optimize for humans, not for robots, because humans tell the robots whether or not they like something and robots react accordingly. And our primary goal for creating search-based content is new viewers. We wanna be as discoverable as possible on this platform so that we get in front of as many new people as we possibly can over and over and over again. So let's say we've made a search-based video and someone is watching it and we understand YouTube's goals what do you think our call to action should be at the end of a search-based video? Is it to, hey, subscribe to my channel? Is it like, comment, share? Is it uh, go sign up for my newsletter? Is it, hey, go buy my product? No, 
because we need people to stay on YouTube and we want YouTube to help grow our channel on our behalf for free, right? So the call to action really is watch another video. Now, if you can get the second click, and this is something that I'm going to go into, you know, on another day, um, that is so vital because it tells YouTube, oh, okay, if someone watches one of this person's videos, they're going to watch another one and that keeps them on YouTube longer. And YouTube, obviously, as we know, loves that. So if you're creating content that is getting new viewers and then keeping them on YouTube, your channel is going to you know, experience, at least have the opportunity to experience a lot of growth, you know, depending on the size of your niche and all that good stuff. Um, but the call to action is just watch more. That is our primary goal. Watch another video. All right. The second major form of content is social. Now this is designed for people who already subscribe to you there. These videos are really not intended to go that big. They certainly can. Um, if you, you know, create some type of viral video, I wouldn't count on it. <laughs> that's, you know, that's very rare, but this really is to get, um, the relationship built with people who have already subscribed to you. So the strategy behind this is really access. You know, we want to give people as much access to, to us or to our product or to our company or whatever it might be, because they've already said that they're interested in us and getting people to watch that kind of content, it just builds that relationship, which is so important. So what type of content is this? Uh, you know, it's behind the scenes, vlogs, going live, um, doing a subscriber Q and a, you know, whatever it might be, but these are designed again for people who already subscribe to you. And they're not necessarily something that I guess the Q and a video could be something that, you know, people are actively searching for. Um, and, you know, getting people to submit questions to you and ask is such an amazing way to generate a giant list of video ideas um, because people literally will just tell you, hey, I'm interested in this and all you have to do is answer their questions. That's great. But if you're doing, you know, behind the scenes vlog, that kind of stuff, um, you know, this is not going to be that discoverable. And if somebody doesn't already, you know, have an interest in you, the odds of them watching a, a random vlog that they magically discovered on YouTube is pretty rare. So again, the goal of social videos, it's really just to get people to know, like, and trust you more than they already do. And the call to action on this type of video really is engagement. We want people to talk back to us. <laughs> you know, we want people to comment. We want them to like, and if we can, we want them to share our content. And if we can get people to share it, now we're getting into, you know, their own networks. And again, this is free distribution. So if we can get that to happen, that's such an amazing thing because your audience is now helping promote you. Uh, for free because you've created something that they enjoy so much that they want their networks to see it. And I love like that to me. Um, I, I love personally checking share numbers because it's like, yes, that means you've kind of gotten into to your own audience's brain and you figured out how to create things that they just love. Um, that to me is really exciting. And the third major uh, content category is probably the one that most of you listening to this are most interested in. And that is sales. How do I use YouTube to sell a product or sell a service. Uh, and the goal of this type of video is really conversions. Like we're trying to get an action out of somebody that usually is happening off of YouTube. So this video, if we make a sales video and we post it to our channel, we're probably sending them to our website or you know, to sign up for something, to buy, to schedule a call, whatever it might be. We're trying to get some type of conversion out of this video. Now here's the problem that should have sent up a red, red flag, right? Like if we're sending somebody off of YouTube, why is that a problem? Well, because that goes against YouTube's own goals. Like the platform's goals 
is not to get people to leave that platform. So we have to be really, really strategic in how we set up our sales videos and how often we're posting those because if we create an awesome video that our subscribers love, and even if it's discoverable and people are clicking on it, if they're watching your video and then bailing on YouTube, um, you're probably going to be penalized at least a little bit simply because you're doing something that YouTube doesn't want. So this is why just understanding the platform itself, and this doesn't just apply to YouTube, this is any, any platform. You know, if we are directly doing something that is not in that platform's best interests, we're not going to get the kind of uh, results that we would otherwise. Now it's okay for the most part, because if it's a sales video, you know, there probably is a shelf life on it anyway. Um, whereas, you know, if you're creating evergreen search-based content, you know, that video could surface two years from now uh, to people who are still searching for that exact same thing. And that's why it's so valuable but we do need to also make money. So I understand the need to create sales videos. Uh, we just have to do it strategically. And speaking of strategy, like what is the strategy of a sales video? Now, apart from the actual structure of the video itself, this really is going to depend on your audience size. If you're a you know massive YouTube creator and you have millions of people who watch your videos, all, every time you drop something, they're super pumped. You know, you can probably just say, hey, this is my new t-shirt, my new merch, whatever, link in the description, click on it and get one. That's probably going to work quite well. Uh, but for most of us, that's just not the reality. So when it comes to sales, we're going to have to probably get outside of our own subscriber base for that sales video to be profitable. And that's where paid is going to come into play, you know, search, all kinds of that stuff. So really it depends on your audience size and how big you need that video to go. And then of course your conversion rates, all that stuff. So again, we have search, social, and sales. And that, by the way, is really the order of priority if you're trying to grow your channel. The more your content does a good job of keeping people watching YouTube, the more the platform will reward you within the algorithm. And that's why search-based discoverable content is so vital. Now, this isn't a hard and fast rule, but you know, if you want to grow as rapidly as possible, most of your content should be based on search and discoverability. If you're creating a bunch of sales videos you know, you're gonna be like, man, why is my channel not growing? Well, it's because YouTube isn't gonna promote content that sends people off of YouTube. It's it's kind of just that simple. Okay, so we know that we need to create a lot of search-based discoverable content. We're trying to build an audience and grow our channels on YouTube. But how do you know what people are looking for? How do you know, you know, how to plan and create the most enticing content possible? And sometimes you just go like, man, I don't have that many ideas. Like man, what, what should I make next? I'm sort of stuck. You know, you get sort of like YouTube block a little bit. Well, next week, I'm going to show you exactly how to come up with a nearly endless list of video ideas that your audience is actively looking for. It's going to be really, really helpful. Um, and once I sort of locked into this process, it made coming up with ideas so much easier. Now I have more than I could ever really do. I hope you have an amazing week. Thank you for listening. And I will see you next Tuesday. <laughs>